On today's episode, I spoke with Grace Gong about venture capital, AI's influence on entrepreneurship, marketing a podcast, and a lot more. Um, Grace is a VC, a LinkedIn top voice in finance, and the CEO of Smart Venture Media. So let's dive right into this episode. Want to start off by going through a quick version of your career so far so we can kind of get an idea of what you've done, what you've seen, and, and also what you're kind of working on now. Totally. Uh, my name is Grace Gone, and I worked in venture capital before. And before that, like I was, um, you know, I came to the U.S. as an international student. Uh, when I came to the U.S., I did not know anybody in Silicon Valley. And uh, later on, when I moved here, I like noticed that like a lot of my friends would just like run into a lot of like tech leaders on their campuses. And I kind of wanted to recreate that kind of opportunity for my younger mm -hmm. self or like people who are living all around the world who are love to learn about tech and entrepreneurship. So I started building a smart venture podcast where I interview big tech leaders, uh, unicorn founders and well-known investors on their career journey, as well as like their uh, investing and company building uh, behind the scenes stories. So, um, that's, uh, that's, so I host a podcast called Smart Venture Podcast. So that's what I do day to day now running my own media business. And, mm. uh, yeah, like super happy to be here and love Mark their hair and like super, yeah, super excited to dive into the conversation. That's like the what minutes awesome. story of my life. Yeah, let's let's dive into all of it. So um, I, I want to talk through um, the VC side coming from that lens is not something we've really tackled on the show before. So looking at from a venture capitalist perspective, from an investor standpoint, looking at portfolio companies and their marketing strategies, I'm curious if you notice a trend over all the companies that you've ever worked with, what the most common marketing strategies are that those companies have used. Totally. I think like the best marketing strategy is not really like a quote unquote strategy. Um, I think word of mouth or like product led marketing is extremely important. Um, you know, I feel like the marketing should come after um, after you build a really successful product, you find product market fit and then marketing can add the feel into uh, your growth. So uh, and like in terms of like VC marketing, I think this is such an interesting subject. I feel like maybe later on you will have other guests who are coming from the venture background like i think marketing in venture is extremely extremely crucial um we've seen like a lot of like 10 years ago uh maybe uh i think one of the most iconic uh maybe like well there's so many iconic vc leaders are born like 10 years ago because they started blogging about themselves and they are blogging about their thinking philosophy or like their market trends or like basically the market trends that they have studied or the sectors that they have insights about and that's how they build a brand in this VC ecosystem. And later on, like you've seen people creating podcasts, like the famous like 20 minutes VC, like, you know, there's like people who are just building um, newsletters. Um, I feel like people are really trying to establish themselves in the VC industry. Um, and like marketing plays such an important role in like basically building a brand for yourself in the tech ecosystem. And I personally feel like those are just like my observations. And then later on, recently it becoming a lot of like events marketing or like people are putting together dinners. Like I feel like the real life events is making a comeback into the Bay Area um, after like, you know, the pandemic's kind of over. And then right now, a lot of like AI events started popping up in the city. I feel like those are all amazing opportunities for you to stand, stand out among the crowd. 
Yeah, I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. I think I've noticed that too, where more founders are starting to say, we're not going to hire for marketing right away. I'll just kind of try to do marketing by talking about what I'm learning and what what we're building at the company. Um, what if you were if somebody came to you that was a new founder and kind of wanted to start doing that? What would be the steps that you would outline for them to get started and actually start seeing traction from creating their own content to promote the company? Yeah, totally. I think as you mentioned, like the last point, creating content to promote their company, right? So I think that you, number one, I would suggest them to have an overall strategy about their brand, like maybe consult someone in marketing. You don't have to hire someone right away because not everybody have the huge budget to, you know, spend on marketing right away. However, I feel like consult an expert like yourself or someone who is in the industry who have industry knowledge is really important to and then number two is like study your market, like look at what everybody else is doing and then do something different. Uh, you know, if all your competitors are marketing in certain blog or certain events or, uh, you know, talk about a product in a certain way, think of like your product as something different. And then like, what are some unique advantages that you have that other people don't and then really position yourself from that angle? I think those are really important. And then number three is like going back to the content marketing piece. Um, I feel like you should really start with why. A lot of people buy things because of they really believe in the mission behind the product, right? Like, so um, every single product have a competitor, no matter you're Uber or Lyft, like you really, you always will have a competitor. So what makes you stand out is your why and then like your mission. Um, a lot of people would just really believe in that, especially to the Gen Z audience. I think having um, that ethos-driven like brand is extremely extremely important. Yeah, you, you you talk about brands that have a clear why. Are there any brands that come to mind to you that have a really clear mission that you could iterate like off the top of your head? Yeah, totally. I think this is such a great question. I personally feel like one of the most like iconic brands that popped into my mind was Pepsi. They are really unique as like, you know, they really know themselves and then they play on the joke of like, you know, uh, you know, Pepsi is better with the hamburgers or like, you know, I, when you think about Coke, there's like, you know, obviously Coca-Cola. But like, you know, they're, they're like Pepsi is like doing a lot of innovative things such as launching their own NFT or like, you know, doing a lot of these like really unique commercial like doing a lot of collaborations with, uh, you know, peeps or with a lot of like different unique brands that you would not think of Pepsi to go with. Let's, let's say Pepsi with milk, right? Like, so like, can you imagine drinking a Coca-Cola with milk? So those are things that I find like, you know, as a brand that like you really leveraging like some really interesting things that people think about you and play that as your advantage. Let's let's talk AI for a second here, because I think this feeds into the content creation side specifically. So if, if a founder starts creating content, obviously there's AI now to help scale that a little bit more. I, I want to talk through the pros and cons of that, though. So starting with the pros, how how would you recommend or maybe even for yourself, how do you use AI to create or to promote or, or whatever it may be on the marketing front? How is AI helpful to you? Yeah, totally. Um, before I come on the show, I really ask AI, like, what would Blake ask me today? So I kind of practice myself by using AI to think of, like, what would people talk about on the podcast, right? Like, I feel like those are just like use, leveraging AI as like a practice is extremely important. 
um, as a marketer, you could ask like, okay, so here's my slogan. Uh, like if you were my audience, what would you think of my slogan? And like, what is the pros and cons like about my slogan, right? Or like, let's say I have a marketing copy and then can you like make it better? Or like, you know, uh, because I come from a different country, so English is not my first language. It's always good to for the AI to check up um, your grammar, like leveraging, let's say, a Grammarly or something. I feel like AI has a lot of really advantages, like in terms of like, uh, you know, helping you advance your product. But I personally do not think you should just use AI to write all your marketing copy. Um, marketing copy has to come from like an authentic place, right? People talk to people. People can know, like people know it. this is like written by AI because nowadays like AI is so popular among every industry. It's like super easy to spot um, something that just sounds really not authentic. Uh, yeah. So, so then the negatives there would be, um, you know, what, what you just said of it, it can tend to be a little bit generic. Are there, are yeah. there specific tasks or things that you really don't trust AI to do at this point, but that you hope will become possible over time? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I, I wouldn't say I don't trust AI. I feel like AI has a lot of advantages as mentioned, like, you know, it can help you, it can really assist you to brainstorm and like, you know, polish what you have to say. Um, I think one thing I hope AI could do is maybe predicting what I have to do. <laughs> like, so for example, let's say, uh, like I, uh, let's say if I'm launching like a new episode of my podcast, I want AI to give me the background information of the gas or like, you know, having some sort of like promotional material that's already ready that like I can just like I might spin to it or like give me some bullet point on like things I should talk about for my content, right? Like just having that predicting mindset for for it. But like on the other hand, I don't I again like I really want to make all the content myself or at least like, you know, try my best to make it as authentic as possible to give the audience the original thought instead of like letting AI think for me. So zoom, zooming out on the AI stuff beyond just your personal brand, but looking at companies and trends within companies, have you noticed any particular trends or shifts in the ways that companies are using AI to, I guess, improve their operations or marketing as a whole? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like that I would talk about one of my favorite tools. I had the founder on my show, like it's called Home AI. So what they do is like they um, just like when you you can just like write a pitch deck or like marketing deck by just typing into whatever you want to talk about. And then they will generate a deck for you, including all the images, including everything, right? Like, so for example, if I'm a marketing manager and I, uh, my client is a startup and I wanted to just like generate a pitch deck about our new product launch next quarter. And I would just type into one sentence about like describe what I want to talk about in this. And then they will just generate a, like entire marketing deck for you. I feel like this is something really interesting. Any company could be using it, like no matter you're a startup trying to pitch investors or you're a marketer who is trying to pitch your clients, like you can totally leverage tools like this. Uh, but I think like on the other hand, like you have to also put it into your real-time data, like to back up your deck. But on the other hand, I feel like overall AI has a solid speed of like, us producing something as a marketer. Let's let's shift to the podcast. So you you've built a podcast called the Smart Venture Podcast. How many interviews have you done, by the way, so far? 
Uh, I think it's over 130. Okay, uh, so, yeah, so- well, like, so right now we're at 139 episodes, I believe. Um, but before that, and um, like after that, I, well, we have some backlog. So like I have interviewed with people more than that, but yeah. I imagine. Yeah. So it's, it's been around for a minute. You've, you've talked to a lot of different people. Um, looking at the lessons learned from episode one up until now, what are some of the key tenets of marketing that you've tried to apply to growing your podcast? Oh my God, there's so many lessons. This is such a good question. <laughs> I, I think like um, one of the most, most direct ways to think about things is like, number one is, I think word of mouth is definitely a really important marketing funnel that people kind of ignore. Um, like uh, creating that word of mouth is also extremely important. Um, as we can see, like this year, Barbie has make a hu- made a huge hit. I feel like being able to collaborating with other brands and then making people talk about it. Let's say Barbie, like with Birkin's dog or like you don't really picture them together ever, but like, yeah, they are a thing now. So like, basically, I feel like creating some something that's like blowing people's mind and that's really unique that coming from a really unique angle, um, creating that word of mouth is extremely important. So um, that's one of the things I've learned. And the number two is like really build your product that's really really well and then marketing comes like after the product i i definitely feel like marketing is such an important piece it can accelerate your speed of growth like no doubt on that but i think like really focus on like what you have created is extremely important so for let's say the the latest episode walk us through what your distribution plan looks like once once the episode goes live how do you promote it? Where are all the different ways that you do that? I personally post it on every single platform. Um, one of my favorite platforms is on LinkedIn. Uh, what I would do is I typically would post a poster or like a little square uh, picture of like the guests and then their brand and on my feed. And then like I will write these marketing scripts about like why you should listen to this episode, like what you can learn from and a little bio of the guests and like using hashtags and all that, like basically generic marketing strategies. And then on the other hand, I would uh, also like share some little clips here and there to like make the podcast really like, because people are really busy. There's a lot of um, times that people only have like, you know, a two minutes, a five minutes or something like they're scrolling on their screen. And I really want to think of it as an opportunity to um, fitting into people's schedule to make them discover my show and then listen to some gems, even they don't have the time to listen to a whole one hour podcast. So those are like two of my major marketing strategies. Yeah, well, let's let's lean into the LinkedIn side of it as well, because I'm um, not only for the podcast, but you, you've just built a following there in general. And you're actually a, a LinkedIn top voice, which um, I'm, I'm curious. There are a lot of people that probably want to get to that point. For somebody that's just starting off and hadn't hasn't posted anything yet, what would be kind of the game plan for that person to go from never posting to ultimately becoming a top voice on LinkedIn and actually kind of monetizing through that channel? Thank you so much for asking. I feel like that's definitely a question I get a lot. Um, first of all, like I really appreciate LinkedIn and like the team LinkedIn. I'm a marketing manager or like my creator manager. <laughs> She's awesome. But I I want to say like number one is your content is your product. You really should focus on what value you would be delivering to the audience 
Um, I personally started with posting about my podcast and then later I try to think of what would people want to learn about that day. I recently started like VC 101 challenges, a certain day challenge about like breaking down the most basic piece of, um, you know, venture capital. I think for example, Blake, what you could do for your podcast is like maybe every single day you post something about marketing, right? Like you're a marketing expert, like uh, you do like a marketing well one as a startup. What should we do? Like, you know, today as a founder, I need one piece of advice on what I need to do um, like to grow my company. Right. So like those really bite sized stuff is really important. When I think about content, I really think about like what value can I deliver to my audience? Um, I don't think about what I want to post. Like I want to post about my diary every single day, right? Like just like about my feelings, the weather or like something I find interesting. But I think like posting something, you really have to think about what the audience need. Um, most people just want to learn something. Like they don't care about like if they can become Bill Gates tomorrow or like Elon Musk tomorrow, but they really care about like, okay, what exactly I can get out of following this person, right? Like, I mean, for me, like I feel like my audience, they're interested in venture capital. Um, a lot of people just ask the most basic question. They're like, what is an LP? Uh, you know, basically what is a convertible note? I just really turn that into content. Uh, because I feel like if one person asks me this question and there's maybe 10 people have the same question, and then it may sound like something really stupid. You can just Google it, right? But like every single day, how many times people have the time to Google, Google something that they're curious about? Probably like zero. They have a really busy life. You want to be the person who is providing value as like making it convenient for people to really get some value out of the platform. Last question here, and then and then we'll let you go. I ask everybody that comes on the podcast this, when you look at your tools that you use across the board for, for marketing specifically, um, what, what are those tools that you just could not live without? LinkedIn. I, I love LinkedIn because I feel like I just learned a lot from just by following a lot of people on there. Uh, I think in terms of tools, um, maybe... Um, what is a great marketing tool? I think like Zoom is a great marketing tool. I think ChatGPT is a great marketing tool. I think uh, Riverside is a marketing tool. Like, you know, like I feel like listening to podcasts like Spotify is a marketing tool. Like as you uh, constantly look at how other people market themselves, right? Like, you know, through podcasts, through other spaces. So um, I would give the top credit to LinkedIn as like, that's where I spend the most amount of time with. As a marketer, you can see a lot of how people marketing themselves on LinkedIn and then see their content, see what their company is doing, right? The partnerships that they're making. So just by following all these top companies, you can just get a lot of marketing lessons from it. 